0: vampires, clowns, alligators. We know what Hollywood thinks scares us, but what scares Hollywood? Rotten Tomatoes. Join us as we descend one horror movie at a time for movies rated 60 to 0% on Rotten Tomatoes looking for hidden gems among the not-so-fresh. How low can we go? As far as our eyes and our sanity will take us. Hello Weekly presents The Revenge of How Low Can We Go.
1: Welcome to this week's episode of Hollow Weekly, and we're back with the revenge of "How Low Can We Go." I
0: am so excited about this because we kind of winged the first time we did the series, and we had a really good time with it, and discovered a lot of movies we either wouldn't have watched or on our own, or kind of came back around to reappreciate that we'd watched when we were younger or heard about or whatever. But it wasn't really like planned out. We didn't even make it to zero. But we had a way better plan. It's gonna be way more uh kind of it's thought. Back this time. It's back Dude, with the vengeance. It's back, I was it. thinking
1: about that before we were sort recording this because I was like I was sort of kicking myself that we didn't get to zero. But then the, I like I just reset the title in my head and I was like, Hello, can we go? <laughs> well that and
0: that's true, that's what happened. But I think this time we're going to make it because we're bringing guests
1: yeah this will be fun this will be an interesting
0: uh setup because we're reaching out to a lot of people in the horror community to find out what movies they want to fight for that got critically uh bashed or forgotten um and it's going to be really really fun to to watch people get passionate about um, about movies they think deserve a second look
1: what's going to be fun is to watch people get passionate about a certain film and then to watch it and like, it just sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, oh.
0: that's that halfway happened for this one, which is weird because so the first, how low can we go iteration? I can't remember what we started with, but the way this goes is like this.
1: It's like the mummy or hell night. So,
0: so we're basically trying to take down rotten tomatoes. I don't like aggregators in general. I mean, they, they, they have their place, but I think, it leads to, like, a cartoonishly quick assessment of movies without giving them a real fair chance. Yeah. I mean, there's people who have literally had conversations with me about movies that they haven't seen just based on the
1: pre-buzz. Yeah. They're
0: trying to convince me about this or that or whatever, right? Which which is hard to do,
1: so. It's weird. Like, I have, like, a love-hate relationship with Rotten Tomatoes. Like, mm-hmm. like a lot of people, especially in, like, the Hollow Weekly group, Mm-hmm. A lot of people are like, fuck Rotten Tomatoes and all this stuff. But I'll be the first one if a movie comes out that I love, has like a 98%. I'm like, <laughs> well, look yeah, at that. It's like
0: Yelp. Everyone hates it, but everyone uses it, right? So, But that's the thing. is, w- The one thing is they have their place, but they are way more inaccurate than people really kind of think. I, th- I think especially when you consider how we approach things, which is a lot of times we feel like movies deserve... A reassessment after time has passed. I mean, there's yeah, so many that movies that I watched problem. that at, at at a time in my life, and then came back and watched and thought totally different things about
1: later. Right? Yeah, like with Hell Knight, like there wasn't an updated review for that, <laughs> for that movie. You know what I'm saying? No, right.
0: <laughs> but that's the thing is what 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 the first time we went through this series, I think we we had a really charmed path for the start of it because I don't remember watching any movies that I felt like were even. Partially bad for a lot of the series. It took a a so we start at sixty percent and go down to to zero or as
1: close as we can get before we. Then we got to like eleven or something like that. Yeah, and it was like landing a plane. Like we started skidding, and it's one at
0: a time. So one movie for sixty percent, one movie for fifty nine percent, one movie for fifty eight percent, et cetera, et cetera, and. We started with, like you said, like Silver Bullet, Hell Knight. Those, those the were Mummy. the movies that were at the top of the 60 to 50 range, right? So this week, what we're doing is we're restarting the series. So the reason we're not going to cover any of the same movies, we're taking a totally different path. And this one's going to be more determined by the movies that people suggest to us. Than, yeah, it's not going to be descending. Choices, right? But, well, we are descending in a path. But the, the thing is that this week we're doing Jack... Palance's Dracula from 1973 which sits at 59% on Rotten Tomatoes so it's our you know it's it's should be the top end of and this movie is is not great in a lot of ways. Yeah, like with the first Helicopter Go.
1: It was like 40% like we got like 20, 30 movies on the rebel, and then we were like, we oh, we really so again. cocky.
0: We're like, all these movies are good. And then for revenge of <laughs> Helicon we go.
1: Like we just start
0: off with a hot... well, it is the revenge. Now now I'm not looking let's get into this movie. Because I actually okay. really liked a lot of what was going on in this movie. I
1: think the primary problem with this movie is how it aged. <laughs> well, you mentioned it was made for TV, yes. which I was reading about it it was going to air in October, which you know makes sense. And then I think Nixon did some kind of speech or something like that and it the got bumped to speech. February. Yeah. So, like, your oh, Dracula film got bumped to Valentine's Day. Well, there's a
0: lot of fond memories of it. I don't think that it was the reception of the movie that hurts it. I think it's how it was made. So, this movie was, I think, written, directed by Dan Curtis, who brought us the original Dark Shadows. And he's a legendary. He was, like... you told me the story about
1: Dark Shadows, and that which blew is my mind. And
0: he's like, he was like Chris Carter before Chris Carter. Like, he, he kind of... Who's Chris his, Carter? X-Files. He X-Files X-Files was kind of, of like the X-Files before... Because that's what Dark Shadows became. It became this thing where people were tuning in week to week. They couldn't believe what they were seeing. It was getting weirder and weirder, right, when you didn't expect it necessarily. And not nearly as polished as mm-hmm. X-Files, obviously, but it has its, its own charm. I'm actually a big fan of the the Dark Shadows films. So, like, House of Dark Shadows and et cetera. So, I really like this guy. I think my favorite thing he's ever done is kolchak the night stalker so he did that as well which is which is it stars darren mcgavin who's the dad from christmas story and he's hunting a vampire and it's an amazing movie and the weird thing is that that movie and dark shadows and this all should have aged similarly but they didn't kolchak is still really watchable with almost no laughing at like Eight, like things that have gone wrong aged wise, mm-hmm. I would say Dark Shadows is in the middle. This one takes a hit from this from how it was made. How like, but it is made for TV, and I don't think that. Well, Jack was too, but I don't know. It's I don't know why this aged like this, but it it, it's it weird. was. But let's get into
1: it. So it's Jack Palance playing Dracula, who like I knew him as uh, the old guy in Tim Burton's <laughs> Batman. The, yes. Yeah, you, I'm my number one guy. <laughs> that guy. It's amazing. And that's how yeah. I knew him.
0: Yeah, and he's. I mean, he was in a lot of legendary movies. He he's 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 he was that kind of second tier of famous actors, like a Lee Van Cleef or whatever that everyone knew their voice or their face, mm-hmm. but they never really were top bill for for much of their career, right? So, and he. I mean, he he's he's. Known for being kind of hammy and chewing the scenery and doing... Obviously, you know from Batman that he was the corniest thing in that He was great, movie. man. Yeah, but he was also he was great. So, right? so, so that you think that would work for this, but it, it, the his performance is really problematic for now. Because when he... You said it while we were watching it. When he's still and just menacing... And kind of lurking Michael Myers style, style, it works. Yeah. And when the camera's zooming in on the day for night shots... Literally right anything else. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like squinting like he can't see, and he's trying to be menacing. But the, I don't know why they made that choice. Now, let's say... Let's put this in. So here, here's... here's my, I'm going to fight for this movie mild, right? I'll, I'll mild fight for this. Okay. Here, here's my, my favorite things that came out of this movie from this watch. I had never seen this movie before. Um, so first of all, I feel like anyone who likes Dracula needs to see this movie just for the completest element, right? Because it is an interesting take, which we'll get to in a second, because I think that's one of the two things I really want to fight for. But I'm going to start with the one that's more interesting to me first. The interesting thing is I think the male performances in this film have aged poorly and the female performances are still really good. And I don't know why that is necessarily, but I think it's really interesting because it's kind of like, it's fitting for Revenge of How Low Can We Go? Can we go? Because they probably weren't the main draw for the movie. It was probably the big names like Nigel Davenport and Jack Palance, right? And then it turns out, I think that their performances are the ones that carry this movie now, The like the, the Fiona Lewis and the female performances, right? So, And I don't know why that is necessarily except for maybe that they were just because they weren't the big eye-catching roles, maybe they were doing it like actor style with no pressure. I, I don't know. I don't know how to yeah. I don't know how to describe how this happened, but I found them really believable and I found like the doofus the the husband of well and there's a story change in here right but the the guy who is um helping van helsing fight off the arthur right is his name he he is a he's an idiot they're they're not
1: both like harker is an idiot van helsing is not particularly bright no he's he's he feels it feels like it's his like first vampire hunt (laughs) and they're just like winging it (laughs) And and like even Dracula's wives, I thought were impressive, dude. Yeah, like there there was a really cool shot where uh, I think they're in the castle, and then they spin around and they're just standing there staring. Totally, like that was there. That was pretty freaky. It had a lot of like cool shots in it, but like God. So here, let
0: me organize this. That so there's three things I would fight for. I would fight for the fact that it's an interesting artifact where half the performances have held up really well, and half of them have decayed badly. Second thing is there's a lot of really cool shots. Not so much atmosphere, but really cool shots and ideas. And the third thing is Richard Matheson wrote it. So he made some really interesting changes. So he's the first person to make it a tragic love story vis-a-vis Dracula, which Coppola straight up ripped off. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people have ever since, right? But he's the first one to do it. And we were confused even watching it, because the story got completely changed. They Dracula changed. was in love with Lucy, didn't care about Minna, Mina, as they pronounce it in this movie, <laughs> Minna Harker, didn't care about Minna at all, right? And then when Jonathan got killed, and you turn to me while watching it, you're like, so Minna's going to end up with some random other character other in, this, in this story? Like, her fiancé got killed. Like So in the Coppola one, Ken whose hair goes white and then he marries He comes back Winona rider, right? Like so they have that reconnection or whatever. And this one, he's just they he, they push him onto a like a a little spike. That's it. Yeah, that's it. It's over for <laughs> it's him. It's just gone. <laughs> but there's some really interesting changes that, that happened from Richard Matheson, who's an incredible legendary horror and otherwise author. So there's a really, really bright mind lurking behind a lot of what's happening here. So I, those are the three things I fight for. But go ahead. I remember one shot that you pointed out to me that I thought was my favorite shot, which is the grounded ship, and there was a guy with a cross he was holding it. It was the guy who lashed himself to the wheel. Yeah. And Dracula <laughs> was just standing next to the
1: shoreline, and the cross was pointed to him, and he just didn't care. Yeah, like, it was he, like like you saw It was like cross... Closest to the camera, dead body with his mouth open. Then this Dracula looking like a, a Christian rock band <laughs> album cover, <laughs> like that South Park episode. And uh yes, they, but anytime, anytime they had that dude standing, like it looked cool. Yes. And you know what's funny though is like you were saying like the 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 performance from the the women was better than the dudes. I actually like the, they were better, but. The guys were so entertaining because of how Cheeseball was.
0: So that's the thing is, I think they were all equally good actors. I think this is a really good cast. I just think the male performances aged
1: Bad one. It it aged as well as those camera zooms did, <laughs> <laughs> which I couldn't believe. It was funny because the movie started and there was like four camera zooms, and you went, "Oh, we're gonna see this a lot." Yeah, this was. Just, I
0: felt like I was watching Austin Powers the way the camera dude, everyone would have a dramatic moment and the camera would zoom in like that squirrel meme, and I was like, "What?" It is.
1: It is the least atmospheric Dracula film. That I think I've ever seen.
0: See, I disagree, but only I, I get what you're saying. I, I that's true, except for like the first. You're right. It feels really hollow. Film. Feel the set is really small. You can the drag the castle is really nondescript. I, I get what you're saying. It's just it started with a lot of good atmosphere. But I think the it atmosphere, started with like a shot of good atmosphere, and then and
1: then it looked like they shot like the next hour in an office because <laughs> the lighting was just. I mean, it's the brightest vampire movie you're ever going to. see. This
0: is the midsummer of Dracula it movie. It's, it's like, so
1: goddamn bright. Like it's really weird, but but
0: the the atmosphere I'm talking about isn't so much. So like when they go to kill Lucy. In, in the, you know, in, in, in Coppola's, it's the famous, the woman in all white Yeah. In, in this one, when they do it, I felt like the grave, that was really good atmosphere. I felt they like,
1: remember we were laughing because they got to her grave in like mm-hmm. two seconds. Yeah. They were just there.
0: <laughs> That was weird, but but I I liked that setting. I liked the when they returned to his castle for somehow it got better. I don't know why. It I liked all the underground where all the coffins were stored.
1: After like an hour, we there during one of the funerals there was some rain, and then the castle. That's when the, at the end of the film the castle grew on me because like I was yep. familiar with the rooms, but it was just so bright and so, it was just it was just weird. Like it felt like a made-for-TV Dracula. Totally. Like absolutely. The, but but it had a, it had a lot of charm. The one thing that I thought was um was was really strange <laughs> was just was the grunting Dracula did. Yeah. We were watching it and then Alex and Jenny were in the other room and they're like, it sounds like an elephant making a noise. So anytime yeah. he, anytime Dracula had like an outburst, it was like <laughs> and like he knocks over shit. It came
0: over weird. His his smashing things around a la the end of Citizen Kane scene was ridiculous. That was really dumb. I did like how he sort of plowed through the whole crowd of people who were coming for him. You've never seen Dracula do that. He always vanishes in mist or a cloud of rats or, Mm -hmm. you know, turns into wolves or, you know, whatever. But this one... He was. He just did. Out of my way. Get out of my way. Yeah, he just, just like, pushed. He like. like they were like bowling pins. <laughs> <laughs> like like,
1: <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like Wii sports. <laughs> he just like tossed them.
0: But that I mean that was kind of cool to be honest. I guess I sort of liked that part. I I could tell that this that the Dracula performance wasn't gonna rank in my top when Jack Palance got to a door and the, the and I forget who he was chasing at that point. It was either Minna or Lucy, but he gets to this door and she locked it and I was looking at it and I'm like, there's no way he's going through that door because he can't. Like, he just <laughs> didn't feel powerful. He felt yeah. like he could be thwarted by like a decently built door. <laughs> <laughs> and it was weird that it felt like that, right? Yeah. Because you're not used to Dracula, Like the vampire in Kolchak... The Night Soccer is super powerful, like he's really strong and really sinister, and that's what I was expecting from this. But that vampire is the Nosferatu style, like all he did was growl. He didn't really have language, and and I think you know this one was this was a really it was supposed to be a really articulate Dracula, like when yeah. he, when he met. Harker in Transylvania, when he was talking to him, he was talking to him almost more normal than any Dracula I've ever seen. Yeah,
1: it was just, let Definitely me see the Definitely more than Bella and... or Gary
0: Oldman or whatever. Yeah. He, yeah. So, you know, that, I don't know. That that part of the performance or whatever. Uh, here's the thing. Here's the thing that I love. So I actually loved... Here's where I'm really going to fight for this movie. I think this movie, did, believe it or not, on probably a thousandth of the budget good old Dan Curtis reached down to his bag of tricks or just his heart because he reminds me of, of Don Coscarelli somewhat of the Phantasm guy. Mm-hmm. That he's just really imaginative, really committed to the material. Maybe not the best director of all time, right? But like he really is committed to what he's doing and he can really pull off great scenes or moments or just because he, he you yeah. can tell that he cares, right? But the th- this movie with with almost no money, did what Dracula Untold was trying to do. This is a warrior Dracula.
1: Yeah, he right? did talk about he did. There were all the paintings of him, us. and he was like
0: leading armies, and he's like whatever. There's this moment where he's scoffing at Van Helsing. He's like, "You want to match wits with me? I've led entire armies for you know for hundreds hundred years hundred before years. you were born, and and you you dare to try to outmaneuver me, which is hilarious because he did, he did. But, <laughs> but but it was still. That thing, but what really sold me on it was the absolute last shot. I feel like if you watch this movie, you can't give up on it, you got to make it to the last couple of minutes because the last couple of minutes, I think, are what the movie was really trying to get to the whole time. Mm-hmm. And it was hit or miss, but once you get to that point, so the way Dracula dies is kind of amazing. He's he's the way he's staked and left behind, and he's just He's, he's, spoiler, he's just staked <laughs> to a, a platform or a wall or something like that. Like a table flipped over. Yeah, and his, like heads, his head's bent down. It was kind of Shakespearean because when the camera pulls back, there's a painting of all his of his most glorious battle victory mm-hmm. behind him. And there he is, proud, leading his armies. And then what the movie did, which I've never seen before, which is really cool, was at, Dracula was gone. He was already dead. He was staked through the heart, and that was it. It was over. Um, and you started to hear these sounds, and it was troops cheering for him and calling his name, and mm-hmm. there he was defeated by two idiots, like just staked to a well-rested. idiots. <laughs> what a really, yes. We could get to that in a second, <laughs> but what a sad end to this this you know military career. And I think the point of it was that having to live this satanic, debased preying off people lifestyle instead of, you know, like being the head of armies fighting for your country or whatever, you know, that was, it just grinds you down. Like he just, he, 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 he thought of himself as 400 years, years ago, Dracula, but he's
1: not. Yeah, he's, no, that's he's
0: now Dracula. And it's kind of pathetic, which you think wouldn't work because you don't want Dracula to be pathetic. But, but because it was kind of the end of this process it shows you why vampires, at least in Richard Matheson's mind, I'm guessing, why vampires can't just live forever. Even if you don't catch them or stop them or hunt them down. Like, picture um, the underworld universe, right? Mm-hmm. If if humans never came for any of these people or they never, like, tried to hunt them down or fight, they knew there was nothing. They would just... They live like you know, like Euro trash. They live yeah. like rich. Like they just like drink expensive, you know, wear leather, and, less and the wear techno, leather. Exactly, yeah. and they would just do that forever, right? Mm-hmm. But that the, this vampire lifestyle is just this clawing and scratching for anyone to assuage your loneliness and to try to stave off the process of just becoming more and more insane and more and more old and more weak. And mm-hmm. I like that it did that, right? Like that was the best of this movie, but it didn't do it enough, <laughs> and it saved it almost all to
1: the end, which was which was weird. Matheson's writing was definitely like the strongest point of the, <laughs> and I mean, honestly, except
0: for can we get to the funny parts? Because yeah, because except for there's we were just we is like it was like the. We, it's what's the one what of those youtube genre videos that don't celebrate too early oh yeah yeah, videos, yeah 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 right? it was like that we had literally we were like a third the movie we just turned to each other we we're like you know there's this big boring stretch in most Draculas, even coppola's dragon mm-hmm. we we're just like okay get on with it i don't want to see mina and lucy and their husbands at some, the blah, parlor blah. having get cucumber to dra- sandwiches it's the cool <laughs> shit man and and a lot of that got excised from this movie and we were we turned to each other like, Good for Richard Matheson. He took out all the kind boring the parts. Shit. And then it went on this ten minute Detective Encyclopedia Brown segue of them tracking all the shipping receipts of Dracula's boxes from Transylvania to London. We went to like five offices with them.
1: and Just for them to be like, you got that paper?
0: <laughs> we just no, turned okay. to them over there like, why is this in here? What the hell is this? That was
1: bizarre. No, so if anyone's writing a Dracula... You know, an updated drag. Make sure you add your ten minutes goose, wild goose chase <laughs> that needs to happen. Apparently, that was bizarre. And then, I, I, who I'm going to call? Just go ahead
0: and call Arthur, the guy with the ridiculous hair, who's Van Helsing's sidekick. He was. He he did he have narcolepsy? He fell asleep Dude. every time they put him on watch. He fell asleep every time he was supposed to be protecting his fiance, He fell asleep, and he never did anything. No,
1: he didn't. Like he never like. I don't know if he, he he at one point in time like pulls out a gun randomly mm-hmm. and while he's like on watch and you're like oh wow he's packing heat never <laughs> uses it Never does anything.
0: He does zero things. He's—I was telling you—he's the Frodo of the Dracula movies. Like, I hate Frodo's character. He just carries a ring. Everyone else does everything for him. He just like basically. Well,
1: Frodo lets go of it at the end. That's pivotal. But yeah,
0: that's after twenty-eight hours of cinema. He drops it into a volcano. Yeah, but
1: you're holding on to this powerful ring. This guy though <laughs> didn't didn't even do that. No, he didn't do that. I mean, he just he did like, things. seriously, like Van Helsing at the end of this movie should be like, so I'm going to give you zero credit and you're going to have to retake this class. <laughs> but
0: Van Helsing didn't seem to notice this guy was an idiot, which made me give him marks down.
1: I think here's, here's my, here's my guess. If I was at Van Helsing, I'd be like, listen, fighting vampires is a dangerous game. I need a bumbling idiot to take a fall in case something crazy happens. Because <laughs> that guy, yeah, that guy yeah. would take the first bite or the that, first that slash. Makes all kinds of sense. That was his purpose. <laughs> it makes all kinds of <laughs> at sense. At least in my Van Helsing's <laughs> brain.
0: Uh, there were some really cool shots in this. There's nothing super fancy, but there were moments where the camera would pull around and shoot through like a, a carriage, and you'd see people plotting in, in the background yeah. and whispering to each other. There were, like I said, I love the Dracula impaled shot at the end. There, there were some really cool moments in terms of, I like that um, Harker, when he's trapped in Dracula's castle, escapes up instead of down. He ends up on the roof, and we get this amazing shot of like all of Transylvania from the roof mm-hmm. of Dracula's castle. There was some cool stuff like that in there. He yeah, had those then, weird henchmen
1: that just kept <laughs> catching him. <them>. Oh, yeah. <laughs> those two. Those are so weird. <laughs> They were super. Strange. This is the weirdest Dracula I think I've ever seen.
0: <laughs> well, you haven't seen Andy Warhol's Dracula, obviously, oh, but like yes. this is this this is a pretty well. I like I said, I think it's the Don Coscarelli Dracula. That's how I think of it. I think it's like phantasm. It's good. It's great in parts. It's laughable in other parts. But mm-hmm. it gets across on performance um, commitment to the material. And then just there are some still pretty emotional and or not scary. I wouldn't say scary. Nothing really holds up enough to scare you in this movie anymore. But no, unlike, like f- unlike Kolchak, which still has packs of punch, but not this one. But there are some moments where I felt like I didn't want... like So when Dracula was lurking or whatever, I... Got, I there are a lot of horror movies especially newer ones i watch where i feel like the characters are acting scared but i don't believe that they're scared i never could i couldn't get scared watching this i probably wouldn't even be scared unless i was really a, like a kid but um th- most of the movie i it didn't bu- i didn't bump on when the characters were acting scared so it did enough to make me believe that <laughs> they should be
1: scared the the mm. my i think the one of the <laughs> funniest things in my eyes was when Jonathan every the two the two times Jonathan ran into Dracula's wives, he would just throw his hands up and be like, oh no <laughs> not me. <laughs> Don't feast on my blood lady. He was
0: a ridiculous. Dude,
1: and we, were, that's, we actually really loved the way they played his character because and all the other ones, he's sort of like this innocent, like, what? I don't know like, mm-hmm. what's going on. Who's Dracula? This guy's weird. And this one, he was like kind of an ass. Yep. Like he had, he had a lot of attitude. Kind of cocky. Kind of, yeah, exactly. He, he kind always... of entitled feeling.
0: Like he just thought. He sat down to dinner. Like Dracula made him dinner. He's like, you came here to show me
1: some materials, and he was like, well, let me just like eat this amazing dinner first. Dracula's like, no, now. <laughs> like, yeah, well, no, Dracula was a bit mad. Dracula's like, so you must eat. And then he goes, I got some photos. Dracula's like, oh, yeah, get those photos. He's like, what the fuck, dude? Like, you got this hot chicken <laughs> yeah, but, for me. that's
0: true. But it was the way he, like, going into a, a, a deal that's going to make your career with a wealthy, like, he's Transylvania Bill Gates or something. Like, he's there to... To sell himself to Dracula, and, and but he was—you could tell—he was torn.
1: He did not want to get up from his dinner, so he just likes—he didn't want to get in the carriage to Transylvania. <laughs> was like this piece of shit.
0: Now, I will also say this is not fighting for this movie because this is kind of a cop out. But I will say this is a really good mystery science theater. Movie as well, yeah, because it's just there's a lot of funny stuff and a lot of randomly funny stuff. Dracula inexplicably makes all his wives sleep in like cat litter boxes, it's really he yeah. gets a
1: fancy coffin and they get he gets like... the temperpedic coffin <laughs> and <laughs> they just get these little like planks with some dirt in them. It ain't right,
0: which is which is great. There was actually a great shot when oh, the movie actually got us that's which is for a movie from seven was 73? That's pretty good that it can still do that. The movie tricked us. We thought that Van Helsing and our, were such idiots that Dracula was ahead of them the whole time. I actually turned to you at one point in the movie and I'm like they've been three steps behind Dracula this entire film. Mm-hmm. Van Helsing is a disappointment. But when Dracula went back to his coffins to rest, they had broken them all up and spread the dirt
1: all over the ground so he had nowhere to rest. And you turn to me and you're like, oh, they
0: were on step ahead of him.
1: Like, I just imagine them burning the coffins and he's talking to his assistant going, here's the here's the trick. Make him think you're an idiot. That's <laughs> the <Yeah. laughs> number one rule in killing vampires. Make them underestimate you so severely that you can just destroy their living It situation. worked in Fright Night. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so exactly like you didn't see it. So I, I
0: think that's fine. But um, yeah, I, th- I you know I, I there were some I cool shots out there of that. Was but th- th- this movie is it might be more fun now than it was when it came out
1: because definitely it's
0: gotten a lot cornier in parts. So it's fun. Also, to watch there's them. been so
1: many Draculas. Yes, and there's been like four attempts at like a Dracula TV series. Yep. that like. I mean, who even gives a shit?
0: Right. You're, yeah. like, saturated. But here's the thing, is I think... So let's wrap this up. I think that for anyone who who wants to see... I don't think you can understand what, what kind of the people working in horror were thinking of about vampires and Dracula in general without at least knowing this exists and, and hopefully seeing it, right? Because this is where everything pivoted. This is Mm -hmm. where the tragic Romeo and Juliet Dracula really comes from. Right. Is literally this. So it's, it's a hinge point. It's not, I don't even put it in my, I don't know, off the top of my head. I can't put it in my top 10 Draculas. Right. But like, it's, it's worth a watch and it does some really cool stuff. And I think, that when it stayed minimal it's that's where it stayed best yeah
1: cuz there was a few scenes where it was just like absolutely quiet and those scenes were really tense there's like a 4 minute Block of this movie where there's no sound at all.
0: There's nothing. There's no music. It's dead there's no. There's a guy hunting.
1: Not even doors creaking. Like Dracula. Like, yeah,
0: exactly. There is no sound. We were. It went on so long, it became so noticeable. We were
1: like timing it. We we're like, it's still going. Yeah, like we, we, <laughs> every like thirty seconds, we're like, still no sound. Still no sound. <laughs> but it was
0: a creepy scene. It was a. It was a cool sequence. So so I think. Where it stayed minimal is whatever. Where it went really made for TV mode. I do wish guy. they
1: would do a Dracula like how we mentioned, or like how you pointed out. Like Dracula's way cooler in this film, like Michael Myers style. Like you know, just kind of like, mm-hmm. like put him in the background. Like you know, make it make it make make the people work to find him. Have they really done a Dracula like that, where the vampires like where Dracula? I shouldn't say vampires because like Thirty Days a Night kind of made some scary vampire shit but they weren't really oh yeah
0: yeah there's all kinds of lurking vampire things but dracula though not dracula though like because he's too much of a marquee star yeah you know so they don't do that but but you're right i think it really it works i will watch i'm gonna make you watch cold we'll watch party it in the facebook group which i know you're about to mention here but um well, I, got that, wanna, I
1: wanna, I want I got one more thing before we that
0: Dracula, that vampire, in that is exactly what you're talking about, and it gotcha. works like a fucking charm. It's so so good.
1: so the formula's been done, and it that works.
0: that part, yeah, that part's been done. And it works, but I'll give a shout out to across the way to the spiritual cousins of vampires, werewolves, because wolfen, if you
1: remember, is exactly what you're talking about. They, Joe Bob mentioned that in his Halloween hootenanny. He did, yeah, because they used um, panaglide. I mm-hmm. think they used Panic Light. Either that or the steady cam mm-hmm. And he said it was a great film. <laughs> yeah, it's, my, it's one of my
0: favorite horror movies of all time. But it's they lurk. And you're seeing from their POV and their motion, but they're lurking and you don't know exactly what they're up to or even why they're up to it until the very, very end of the movie. But they, they're not shown that much. It's the Spielberg shark thing, right? Mm-hmm. So that, that part works. But anyway, I, I, I think it's worth a watch if you're a Dracula completist, if you're looking for a good time, I, I, I don't like mock going into a movie planning to mock it, but it is...
1: It's hard, to when they do those zoom-ins. Though. Yeah,
0: I mean... It's so hard. I mean, things age. I can't yeah. imagine how some of the movies that we're looking at now are going to look to people in, like, 2015 or yeah. 2060 when they look back and they're, like, you know, watching, you know... Happy Gilmore <laughs> It's gonna just be they're gonna be looking at it That's label. gonna age well.
1: That's gonna come on now.
0: But it were pixels. Wait, okay, so how bad ask, is pixels gonna look in the Earth? Pixels, pixels
1: never look good. <laughs> let yeah, let but me, how bad is it gonna look? Let me ask you this. Yes. So now that now that this is the revenge mm-hmm. of Hollow Can We Go? Yes. How do you see it playing out?
0: Alright, so first of all, we 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 have to rate this. Right. Because that's what we always do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if we're ranking we're rating this movie on our, I would expect this movie to be exactly where it is on Rotten Tomatoes. And I'll tell you why. I would expect it to be exactly 59 and, percent. And the reason is, is because I think I don't know exactly how Rotten Tomatoes is built, but I think they include reviews from the time that it came out. Right, every time I go on Rotten Tomatoes and look for think, reviews, yeah, I think it depends. On I'll find out, like a somewhere. Roger Ebert review from like the year it came out, right? And I think for the time it came out, it was a pretty serviceable Dracula. So I think. That that's there, and then I think some anyone who watched modern reviews would be like this movie is half good, half bad. Yeah. So they would, the, I I would expect the people who saw it at the time they saw it to feel like it was a seventy percent, and I feel like any modern audiences who watches it now it feels like it's a forty percent, and I feel like it lands mathematically right at like around fifty nine
1: where it is. Yeah, I think, I think it's definitely, like fifty, ish. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I think it's totally worth a watch just to see the story changes in a story that most people will know.
0: Well, we're heading to zero, so we'll be crying for this quality. Yeah, well two months from now. <laughs> we we did
1: we 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 did say like we're gonna try to not go down the seventies zoomy Because <laughs>
0: remember the zero percent category had Dracula two lurking in there
1: that we never dude I know and it's still lurking in there like in the it's lurking in the background. Dra- Dracula two the Ascension. So how do you think revenge, like how do you see us like So I you, think
0: I this is gonna be different because we're including other people and involving other people. I think I think that's going to be interesting. There's going to be um, something that didn't happen with the original series, which is I'm assuming we're all going to be pulling together whoever suggests a movie to us and then us on the episodes to fight for movies that we think deserve a, a rescue, like an Exorcist 3. I mean, that's people have come around to that, but Let me know, see. They, they kind of trashed that at the time. And, and those kind of movies... That they, didn't, that they didn't look at. But I anticipate also being like, feeling like this movie's garbage and then it's going to be interesting having a discussion with someone who thinks it's not. So it's just a different dynamic when other people are involved. I, I, all I know is I have so much fun finding movies that I'd only heard about but avoided because of reputation and then being pleasantly surprised. Like happened so many times with the first series. Like happened with Hell Night... Hell Night was which, really good. Which was way better than I expected it to be. It, not only from from kind of what I heard about it, and not only because Slasher is is lower in my priority of horror genres than it is for a lot of horror fans, right? So, like, I, I just... There there are so many that, that I didn't expect to be tremendous that really snuck up on me. Like Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me, right, for example, um, which I had seen before the How Low Can We Go series, but was really gratified that a lot of the people who, who reached out to us in the Facebook group or on our page, they had said, you know, we watched it and we thought it was great and, like, whatever. Like, the, the fact that that people can appreciate movies even if they aren't perfect,
1: um, I find really uh,
0: thrilling. So it, it's going to be fun.
1: I, I think I think having other people bring in, like, what they think is good... Is going to be super interesting, because normally, like, because last time we would see, like, what was rated, like, 59, 58, and, like, pick mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. but now we're going to have some people in there who got some skin in the game. Yes. And I was just looking this up, and uh, Jason X is 19%. See? And I, I would like to make that happen as hard as possible. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because that's the one that, like, people bring into the group, and they're like, Jason there's some love for, I think I think um was it Cavity Colors just did a Jason X like release mm-hmm. of merch and I was like mm if I wasn't a member of Trunk Club right now I'd <laughs> be snatching up all things. Totally. And I'm I'm Jason gonna
0: X. reach out to uh Cinema Snob. I haven't left on yet on our list, but um one because I think he's he's smart and funny and knowledgeable, but He really, um, he has a way of seeming like he's mocking movies, but then backing into giving them some credit, Mm -hmm. which he did a really did for um, Jason X. Like, he, he kept, he would show a clip from the movie and come back and he'd be like, stop having great effects, Jason X, I'm trying to hate you. And then he'd come back and he'd be like, stop being so fun, I'm trying I to hate you.
1: I want that guy on how, the Revenge of Haloka would go. That's what I'm saying. So,
0: like, there are people who will fight for
1: Jason X. I I'm look I was looking at, because, like, we did so many of them. I was looking at what what were some of the films we did, and mm-hmm. 10% was The Unborn.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and Jumbie, dude. Mm-hmm. I wonder, I Oh. I wonder who's good because I would say Jumbie was the mascot of Hollow. Can we go?
0: Yes, totally. <laughs> I wonder who's totally good. It was. I wonder who's. And be- I'll tell you right now, the Unborn is better than 1973 Dracula. So that shows you how the percentages. This one's sitting at 59 percent. That one's 10 percent. And I think that movie's better.
1: I I know, the Gallows made it to Hollow. Can we go? And, and everyone in the group's been tagging me like, Nick, the gallows 2's out. And I'm like, why are we, can we not do any of that? My goodness. I'm, I'm excited for was this. Was that one. the most painful? How low can we go? Get the gallows? Was it the most painful? Probably- Dude, I got to be honest. For me, the yes. most painful was Texas Chainsaw 2. That's
0: crazy. Yeah,
1: dude. Like, I just, I just sat there and like, I was almost falling asleep. And I was like, "This is just so fucking weird." That's, you hated that movie. Like, I
0: really liked it. That's weird. I know. And, I mean, I got why you would not like it. I, it's, it's not. I'm not blind to like why. I just, it's just surprising to me that that, like, I would have. I, I see. I don't even think that I believe you. I think that if I was sending you to a desert island, and you had to pick between. Only one movie you could have on the island for the rest of your life to watch, and I, it was the Unborn or Texas Two. I have a feeling you'd pick Texas Two. It's just more fun. Ah, uh, but I could be wrong. <laughs> I don't know. That movie rubs you the wrong way.
1: Well, here, here, okay. Here, if I had to choose between Texas Two, which does have that great jump scare that I really do love. And the and the radio station
0: and it's got Leatherface's amazing jiggle dance move.
1: Yeah, but <laughs> hold on. If I had to do if I had to do Texas, 2 Yes, or the gallows. If I wanted to hate myself, here's the thing: <sighs> the gallows
0: is zero fun. Texas too is fun. But at
1: least, but if I'm on an island, I would sit there and think about how much better The Gallows could have been. And that would provide me with so much entertainment because that movie sucked so bad. Which is why I'm, I'm upset there's a second one because now I'm, I'm inevitably going to have to see that.
0: Well, and as we pointed out, which came up a lot during How Low Can We Go? Because we would laugh at some of the badness of the movies, and then look it up. And it with the movie would cost like eight dollars to make and then make 190 million dollars, yeah, on the other end, which is what happened with the gallows, right? That movie made a, a ton of money. I don't know how this second one's gonna make any goddamn money, it's not,
1: but but, but <laughs> I mean, overseas, I'm sure, maybe. I'm sure it'll bank back its budget because it's a horror film, <laughs> right, like it's like right. video on the man, people you know, eat it, yeah, up but it's horror. not gonna
0: make like that the level money, but but it's. That's the thing is We discovered time and again That a lot of the movies Had, had snuck in And made so much But just th- I'm just getting excited Just think about All the movies Like I, Remember f- Discovering Bad Moon Oh Right It was It was just Such a quality film
1: That was That's one of my favorite Werewolf movies So good So unique And and Remember s- Remember discovering Late Phases Yes Yeah uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Boo. But anyway, this is going to be a fun journey. We love that you're on board or accompanying us on the ride. You can uh, come to the Facebook group or, or message us on the Facebook page, Hello Weekly, and give us movie suggestions. Under any, 59%. Any movie under, I, I mean, we're recording a couple episodes and then releasing these. So I, to be safe, I would go 55% and below because we'll probably yeah. have recorded a couple others before we even see the messages that you're sending now in the future as you listen to this. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, we were taking absolute suggestions for any kind of movies that you want to fight for that you think deserved a higher rating than they got.
1: And if you really want to let us know what film we should do, you should do it in a review as a five star review mm-hmm. on iTunes or, you know, follow us on Spotify and then send us a message like, Hey, that was so good. Hey, by the way, i follow on Spotify Here's the film you should do, and then we'll blow our brains out, gather them back up, do the episode. Uh, <laughs> done deal. If it, if, done deal. We can do it. Hey, well, we got Texas too, and the gallows already out of the way. So, you know, I feel like the, I feel like we got some of the dirt off the road. Indeed, and it should be smooth sailing. So, until next time, stay scary. Watch a bunch of horror movies. Bye, guys. Bye. Nice.